0: I'm trying to turn on my flag. Okay, we are live. Episode one hundred and fourteen. Got a good one here, Sean Holiday with Nanners, and Michelle Scarborough with Scarborough Strategies. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having us, man. We're stoked. I'm
0: stoked. Sean is in New York City. He was going Mm -hmm. up the elevator. Look there he's got the city vibes. Things are good, you know, things are good, good over there. Uh Nanners, let's talk about it. When did it start? What's it all about?
1: Nanners about a year old, came to market just a couple months ago. It's a banana chips, uh, focused for kids. So we started around my my co-founder Shondurus's YouTube channel. He's got Shonduras and then A for Adley, which is a kids-focused channel. And so we thought we need to have a product and we need to have something that resonates with this audience. And so we came with uh, banana chips for kids.
0: Banana chips for kids. Um, as a side note, your business partner or co-founder, uh, give a little glimpse there on what you guys are also doing or how you know each other before this.
1: Yeah. So we met in Honduras. That's where the Chonduras part comes from. We were on our mission there. And then we've been at going at the space station for about five years now. Uh, we've got an influencer marketing called Space Station Integrations, where we work with tons of the top talent and helping them kind of navigate through influencers. Then we have space station gaming, competitive esports. space station investments that'll invest in a bunch of different companies. Uh, And then we now have space station CPG. uh, So helping uh, brands get product and shelf and grocery. Uh, And then we just launched an NFT project tomorrow. We launch it uh, called quarter machine. So about 150, 140 on payroll now across the whole kind of,
0: space station and we're based in Layton, Utah. So you're not really doing anything with your life right now, which is cool. We all understand that times are tough. Um, But with that, with that being said, let's, let's talk specifically about nanos. I may go back to a couple of the other cool things. Yeah. Again, you could, could have sort of picked a few things you wanted it to be sort of family kid oriented, makes sense again, because of the following there, it drops right in, but where, where, where how did you fall right on that? What was the sort of the story behind it? Yeah,
1: I mean, Sean between Sean Duris and Adley, they're two different YouTube channels, but between those YouTube channels we're doing about 200 million views a month. And so so we kept working with different brands like Barbie and Hot Wheels and Zuru and a bunch of these where, you know, we were pushing their product and and thought, man, we should have something that we're building brand with and that we kind of can tell the story very kind of organically. And so we went after uh, snacks, and we looked at a bunch of different things. Need to be shelf stable. We wanted to be simple and easy. We wanted to be very much like a snack pack, so it needed to be very kind of concise. Uh, yeah, through brainstorming and a couple different trial and error, and then Honduras, where we where we lived, uh, bananas are literally like the ecosystem. Dole Banana has a plantation down there, and so kind of came back to our roots. And then the, the name is Sean. Sean's the master of brand. Uh, and when we landed on Nana's, we started playing around and you came up with
0: Nana's. Give me um, a little bit of the glimpse about, you've mentioned Honduras again, and I, I think you used a word, were you guys living there? What, what was that all about?
1: We we're on our missions. Yes. We we're on a religious mission there. Um, so we were there for two years and yeah, during that time, a ton of service and a ton of you know, different opportunities. And so that's where we had gotten to know each other. And and I lived, and Sean did as well, uh, lived in a, a little tiny town called Guillolet, which is in the middle of nowhere. And it's a, a dull banana plantation. So all houses are up on stilts because they'll kind of come through and irrigate, uh, you know, with the water. And uh, we literally ate platanos, platano verde, guineo. we ate uh, bananas, like, Every form and shape and style of banana humanly possible. Um, They're very familiar with the fruit uh, from kind of having lived in the culture there.
0: Assumption: Since you have early adopters and ones that will, will, there's trial right there. Direct to consumer is this purely a direct to consumer play right now? Assuming again, now that you have a, a retail division, so you'll drop it there there later. But like, what is there a plan? Is that the early stage of the business? This first year, drop it onto the website, maybe Amazon at some point. But what does that look like?
1: Yeah, we're spun up on Amazon now. That was a part of our strategy early, and we had a great partner there. Uh, that that really knows that ecosystem, and so <clears throat> it was intuitive more than anything. And then, the the direct to consumer side will will kind of we we put it in tandem right now with our merchandise, and so you can go and buy a shirt or a hoodie or uh, floaties. We have some some pretty unique cool things, but then also you can add to that your, your nanners. Uh, and so that's where a ton of the sources come is when Sean or Adley will shout it out on the YouTube channel. You know, tons of traffic pushing that
0: way understood and so now moving moving further along is there a long-term plan when you guys are putting stuff like this together because you have all these different things going on this being one specific sounds like it's easy to manage very few skew counts um, one single product uh looks like you're again like you said kind of going back to your roots maybe production and, and the accessibility kind of is, is siloed it's e- easy and simple um yeah. And do you then still have some sort of 60 month strategy with this?
1: So we have great partners in the manufacturing and kind of the the production side of things with Rev Brands. So those guys have really kind of come together with us and they've got this you know incredible roadmap of the next flavors and the next you know iterations and textures. This one's very kind of a hard chip. We've got soft chips coming. We've got you know, just a bunch of different you know, paths on that. And then from the storytelling side, it, it's incredible. And it, it's really easy to say, we were so dedicated to this audience and this community that we sought out the right partners. We sought out the right you know, resources to make the, the very best product. So our roadmap now is, you know, we've been able to to bootstrap it to date. We have a pretty clear path to, to, you know, kind of growth, both from the Amazon, the direct consumer, and then the retail side. Uh, So I think we'll just keep adding SKUs, keep adding kind of to the
0: brand itself uh, and see kind of how far and how big we can get it. Now, you you have called it Nanners so there seems to be that there always will have to have some sort of banana relation to it yeah. but again you know so you can go into the next area, it could be softer um, I've tried them so I, I get it um, and then you, you could go further I mean uh, this is just off the cuff stuff if you went into a bar of some sort of breakfast bar there would have to be a banana element to it um, again, there
1: You go uh, on your next one. I will, on Anner specifically, I think we'll keep iterating against bananas and against that, you know, genre and that topic. But uh, you know, we have plans for and are, are excited as this was kind of the, the early entry to replicate this both inside the space station, uh, you know, within the graphs that we really speak to in mean, our gaining, you know, audience and community. Uh, we have, uh, you know, a uh, a uh, energy product coming out soon kind of q1 of 2021 or 2022 but we also have access to all these other influencers we saw things like mr beast and beast burger we saw you know that that is something that we we saw coming and you know have others interested and so we're trying to prove the model with nanners uh, to show that influencers can have that really great kind of brand uh, awareness and affinity and so, what you'll see in the next 12 to 18 months, uh, some iterations not just around the Shonduras, Adley, Space Station brands, but some of our partners.
0: I I'm I think there needs to be some value add here. Again, kind of coming off the Nanners topic and going back into really what your core businesses, which is in the influencer business, Uh, many in our, you know, on our side, right, you probably talked to so many different founders or operators, they don't quite understand the magnitude, even even it's been going on for quite some time, right? Um, I have young kids. So I kind of got thrown into it more aggressively, especially these last couple years, because YouTube now is on the television. And I physically see it, Um, I always say parenting, I see there's a kid right there. I love that. Um, it's real life folks. This is how we roll. Um, You know, when I became a parent, it was like one of the most value add for multiple reasons. The the, the thing about patience and and learning and discovering about that. But there's these other elements that come into play that specific to things like this, like influencers. It's not just the kids dancing on TikTok. Right. We're talking about these families. I watch these families on YouTube and it's unbelievable. I I don't really know of another word, right? You are immersed in it. So it's kind of common theme to you, but it's unbelievable. And what people don't understand is not just reading like, Oh, look at that. They got a million views on that video. Like, what does that actually mean? Right? What does, what does it actually mean value wise and what kind of products can they sell within it or integrate? Like, give me like Give me a snapshot of what this is for you. What does it mean to people? Yeah, I mean, as far as the influencer piece goes,
1: the the cool part is is that you can get very, very, very specific. There's specific food influencers. There's there's car influencers. There's influencers that just focus on sports cards. There's ones that just focus on Pokemon. There's lifestyle, there's scooter. I mean, you can get so niche in in the demographic you want to speak to. And how that relates to food is that you can go in and say, we know that we have a female demographic uh, and they're between 20 and 40. And so now you can start to go and look for the Instagram or the YouTube channels that that really speak to that demographic. That don't necessarily just talk about food. It might be a family channel, it might be uh, DIY, but you now know that you're penetrating into that demographic that fits and works. We've seen a, a ton with home decor and food That works really, really well uh, because, you know, that audience is is primed and ready and focused on the home. And then you're just putting something in the pantry. So so that's really when you look at it, people want to go for just the big names that they recognize an influencer you're actually better to go and really focus on the niche. And, and if it's not specific to, you know, organic or keto or like a very specific topic that speaks to yours, you start to at least get broad enough to where it's the right demographic, uh, you know, of audience. So that's, that's the biggest, biggest takeaway within influencers is everybody sees the big, big names, but don't realize that there's a whole incredible long tail that you don't have to spend a ton of money on that's going to get you, you know, some pretty
0: strong results. So a lot of value in that. I think it's, it's, it's hard for operators who maybe don't have access, um, not just maybe to somebody like yourself who can educate, but then just the capital access, right? Because it, it is expensive. It can be very expensive. And then there's, like with anything, I like to talk about both ends of the spectrum, right? You can just start building those relationships with what I consider micro-influencers, some who have these channels, right? Some get 5,000 views. And if you build a relationship, but some
2: that
0: are, and some, exactly, some that aren't incentivized
1: just by pure cash. Bilt Bar had an incredible case study and story where they had a woman in the Midwest who started pushing and talking about Bilt Bar. And all of a sudden, they literally saw a spike on the website. They contacted her and said, Hey, you're making a huge difference. And she had done it out of kind of more of an affiliate and, and just pushing because she believed in it, you know, saw similar results in, in tons more brands, Ollie or, uh, Oats Overnight sound incredible case study, uh, that they eventually built a, you know, a product line around her. But again, it was this woman on uh, YouTube that did a phenomenal job and drove tons and tons of traffic. And it was, it was an affiliate. It was a friendship. It was a relationship. It
0: wasn't just here's the money, shout us out, move on. I want to do, um, because we're going to close this up, and I'm going to close it with Nanners. I- I'm going to do a separate uh, episode with you it'll, I don't know what we'll call it. It's just, I just want to, it. it'll, it'll be a run on the, I did a sales series, but I want to maybe run on a marketing series. You and I should chop it up for 20 minutes on this stuff. And, and, and one of the reasons I just want to get hyper-focused, I think on YouTube, which will be a value add to you and then a value add to anybody who's listening. I just had a conversation with somebody about the content, right? We like to do push out content, content, but we are we're, we're, we're we're, we're, we don't get hard on On YouTube. And what a lot of people don't realize is video lives forever. I'm going to say that one more time. The video lives forever. It's very different than you throwing up a story gone tomorrow. Your your one post on Instagram, if anybody sees it, great. They saw it. And the video, if it hits, or even if it doesn't, it's still living out there. And uh, you know, there's just a lot to be said about that. And then the hundred other things that you could we come with brand. That,
1: yeah, we you know, saw a brand that the we were affiliate, you know, tied in on the affiliate side and we saw a huge spike and they were like, hey, what, what happened? Did you push it? again? What was going on? And we found this video that was around an ice castle in uh, at a literal like an entire hotel made of ice in Iceland that we had made the video about and just for whatever reason ice castles trended and exploded maybe it was frozen who knows that video went from like 200k to 3 million views a year and a half later and we saw the traffic in the website for the affiliate link that was pushed in that video so so they do live forever and there's a chance algorithmically that they can pop again so
0: I like that. Um, I'm going to put Sean's info. I always forget if I, if Nanner's, Nanner's info, I don't think there's, is going to be there, um, but the website will get on there. What is it?
1: The website for Nanner's is snack Nanner's.
0: Yep. SnackNanners.com. If it's not, I'll fix it. I'll get it up there. Cool. All right, Sean. <laughs> uh, we're going to roll this over to Michelle. We're, we're talking Scarborough, Scarborough strategies. Give it to us, please.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on the show. And Sean, my five-year-old, who's not the one sitting right here, um, is a huge fan of A for Adley, so totally relate <laughs> to everything it. you're saying. Hello.
1: <laughs> <I love
2: it. laughs> um, yeah, kids, man, keeping it real. Um, anyway, I am a management consultant with a key focus on financial modeling, analytics, and strategic planning, and I work with um, startups and early-stage businesses who are fairly early in the process of getting to know their financials. And I helped to get maximal insights for making decisions about how best to position their company for growth. Um, So my background is actually in corporate America and I worked on all kinds of decision analyses and financial forecasts for uh, over a decade. But a few years ago, I started to get majorly burnt out and I started working with smaller businesses and I fell in love with CPG and thus Scarborough Strategies was born. I think it's super important that financial tools be useful, and that means you're getting valuable insights out of them and they're easy to use and update regularly. So instead of sitting on a server being dusted off once a quarter, those tools should be part of day to day decision making and they should be bringing insights to the table that can really drive growth for a small business. So I help put those tools in place. I provide services that include building core financial models from scratch. Um, evaluating business performance um, and and data analytics to drive operational improvement and uh, revenue optimization, as well as conduct decision models and risk assessment to help with those bigger, more strategic decisions. Uh, The bottom line is I really help um, businesses that I work with get the best bang for their buck.
0: Cool. Yeah. Everybody in CPG needs to uh, know their numbers if they don't know them already. Uh, I talk about it a lot. Uh, What's her name too?
2: This is Riley.
0: Hi, Riley. Right Riley, what's up? How you doing? You hi?
2: hi. Are you having a good day? You are? Uh, she can't she can't hear you, but oh. yeah, she's having a very good day.
0: Um, <laughs> I should have
1: I should have mentioned I've got five kids as well. So I, I definitely oh, feel good. Yeah, that's five. five. Kids.
2: That's too many.
0: He's not busy. He's not busy. And the businesses, he's not busy. Um, Sean's info, Michelle's info. Appreciate you both. Enjoy the rest of your week. Bye, Riley. <laughs> Thanks so much. See you, brother.